This is the new race, the new species. A higher life form. What do you want from me? You'll find out. I'm so sorry. We cannot just hurt people. Look into my eyes, Eddie. The way I see it. We can do whatever we want. Do we have a deal? Eyes, lungs, pancreas, so many snacks, so little time. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Luck Dog Podcast. This is your host Elias Rouse. Today we are discussing the new Tom Hardy flick directed by Ruben Fletcher, Venom, 2018. When Eddie Brock acquires the powers of a symbiote, he will have he will have to release his alter ego, Venom, to save his life. So, uh, this is written by Jeff Pinkner, Scott Rosenberg, uh, Kelly Marcel, and characters by Todd McFarlane and David Michelaney. Um, I just wanted to make sure that we have everyone included that we're, who we are discussing. Um, the writer Kelly Marcel, the screenplay... She has previously worked on Fifty Shades of Grey, um, Saving Mr. Banks, and a couple of other television shows. Um, Scott Rosenberg was a writer. He was a screenplay writer on Venom. He was a screenplay writer on Jumanji, the most recent Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, uh, the CBS television show Zoo. Um, a couple other screenplays uh, back in the day, Kangaroo Jack, um, Gone in 60 Seconds. So just to kind of give you an idea of where these people are coming from, Jeff uh, Pinkner, also a uh, uh, screenplay credit by him, he is known for uh, Zoo, CBS, CBS's Zoo, uh, Jumanji, Welcome to the Jungle, um, the Dark Tower that came out last year, and The Fifth Wave, and The Amazing Spider-Man 2, so, and uh, a little alias, okay, so, a couple of well-known names, a couple of not-so-well-known no, well properties, or well, well-liked properties in some, some people's opinions, um, the, uh, editors were Alan Bumgarden and... Marion Brandon. So, uh, these are editors from, uh, Star Wars, Alias, Super 8, um, Star Trek, uh, Star Trek, 2009 Star Trek, um, and Alan has also been on, he was an editor on the American Hustle, Trumbo, Zombieland, uh, Dodgeball, um, also, these people have been on very high-profile uh, projects, is what I'd say. So, Venom, this action-horror sci-fi hour, 
in 52 minutes, rated PG-13. I'm just putting all this information out there because these people behind this direction, uh, Ruben Fletcher, whoever was in charge of directing this movie was out of their freaking mind. I think this movie is uh, a waste of talent. There is so much g garbage happening all at one time. It was almost insulting to how bad uh, the storytelling was. Um, I will say there were people in my movie theater that were laughing throughout it. I wasn't laughing. Um, I did notice a few funny parts that were, you know, supposed to be funny, but it, the humor was, was not sharp. It was, uh, character development was extremely lacking. It was very much, uh, tell, don't show. Um, I, I enjoy the character, uh, the actor, Tom Hardy, Michelle Williams, Riz Ahmed, even Jenny Slate, but this movie had absolutely, it felt like it was mangled with, uh, in post editing by the, uh, the studio, Sony. Um, for those that don't know, this is an association with Sony, so they aren't, or they're in an association with Marvel, sorry. Sony is in association with Marvel using, uh, their property because they still, uh, Sony owns uh, Venom, and they've given the license of, I think they're splitting the license property of Spider-Man with, um, Disney's Marvel. So, that's why this movie feels much different than other superhero movies that you see, such as Iron Man, Thor, Avengers, that, that realm of, uh, superheroes. Um, this felt like it had potential on on paper but once once everything came to fruition it i don't know where the direction was supposed to be there um i'm going to have to have a spoiler section that just covers the the bare basics but there's a dynamic that needs to happen between Tom Hardy's character, Eddie Brock, and Venom, his alter ego, that never quite comes across as fluent, in my opinion. And reactions are so underwhelming, it is, uh, it's incredible. I mean, Tom Hardy's life is falling before his eyes, and he has little to no expression. Now, I would put blame on the director and the editor because I know Tom Hardy can act and I know he can he can act his ass off I mean we we, we see it in this movie and he has to have you know uh, quite a range but there's not character development under the baseline character um, of Eddie Brock we we never really get an understanding of who this character is because we're just kind of um, the way it's edited, the in the horrible writing, it's really bland. I think one of the worst uh, worst things I can say about this movie is that it, it flat out was boring in my opinion. I thought it was boring and bland 
and the tone shifts so many different directions. I'm not sure who this movie's for. Sometimes the violence is stuff that, um, you know, teenagers could handle, and then other times it could be as dark as rated R or something like that. So, it, 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 it's all over the fucking place is what I'm going to say. Um, since it, it, it does commit the sin that it is boring in some places at, at the beginning to me, um, I, I, I can't, it's hard for me to recommend this movie to go see it and spend your money on this when there's better things you can watch on rental. You, there's better things you can rent. There's better things you can, um, go do this. Yeah, just, I would steer away from this because this very much feels like, uh, what I've heard is this is the best movie uh, of 2003, best superhero movie of 2003. And that was the year that Daredevil, um, it's pretty close to when Catwoman came out, Ang Lee's, uh, The Incredible Hulk. There's, it was, it feels like the formula of an older generation, um, superhero, anti-hero, um, plot. And so it, 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 it's a mess to be honest, um. I haven't really seen anything that I really dislike Tom Hardy in that much, so uh, it was a little dismaying to see him take some some of the leaps and bounds of terrible scene scenery they had to put this guy in, and just uh, the ridiculousness that they put this guy in. Um, I guess uh, I'm trying to teeter around it for so I don't um, spoil it, but. Um, it slapsticky fun, it slapstick fun at some points, and then other points, they're trying to be a horror film, and then other points, they're. I, I, I to be honest, I. It's gonna be a very small percentage of people I think that are gonna, really think this is a great movie i think some i think the general audience will say will say wow that was kind of a ride but ultimately you know forgettable it's going to be a forgettable movie in a year or two um i think the ultimate question is do we want to see more um what steps need to happen to to improve upon this i mean there seems like there is a lot that can be um, worked out and um, adjusted to make this a better. It it it's got great ingredients, but the ultimate um, product does not uh, serve all the good things that could that could be coming out of it. And um, yeah, I I don't want to put the fault at anyone's feet, but it just felt like a lot of bad things coming together, and the way the effects were presented in some of the darker scenes it was hard to see um the action wasn't a hundred percent terrible. i wouldn't say the action was as bad as like something like the predator this year 2018's predator but it was occasionally hard to see in some places some of the third third act um i'll, I'll talk about the effects in the third act but um <clears throat> It was, 
just another one. The 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 whole movie was another one. <laughs> but yeah, ultimately I'd say pass on this. Wait till it's on rental or something if you really want to see it. This is not something that needs to be seen on the big screen. Um, yeah, it was ultimately uh, kind of a disappointment in my opinion. I went in with really low expectations, and I still felt like I had low expect. Uh, I, I still felt like I was disappointed when I left. Um, especially, this is the director. Uh, Ruben Fletcher is the director of Zombieland, and I love that movie. Um, I wasn't too keen on <clears throat> anything else that he's produced. I think he directed uh, Gangster Squad in Thirty Minutes or Less. Just Zombieland was very unique in the way it was uh, done, and it felt more like an indie zombie zombie movie so um i'm not sure what this guy needs to um to have a good have a good movie but he he really hasn't done in my opinion much better since 2009's zombieland um but yeah i would probably check something else out um we're about to talk about spoilers um let's Anything else before we talk spoilers? The music. I thought the music was going to be stronger, and it just uh, our theater had our had our sound turned up like super loud, and it was like, and I was like, dang, I was, I was waiting for the music to blow me over, but it wasn't the music that was like over overpowering. It was Venom's voice. Um. So yeah. Um. Let's. Let's jump into spoilers. I think this is the best way to discuss this. So, we're in the spoiler section. Eddie Brock is a character. I I did not like him. I didn't. Uh, I thought the char- character development on his character as a reporter it was it was boring. It was slow. It didn't make sense. It didn't it was not written well. And I, I, I sound like I'm bashing it, but they there is. He's supposed to be a reporter on a network, and it's called the Eddie Brock Report, and they couldn't come up with a regular name or a tele... They, they never show a news channel that is, like, tuning in to, you know, tune in to Eddie Brock. It's it's uh, it's kind of just thrown in there, and every time he's reporting, he's reporting with this notebook in his pan, in his hand, and it looks like he's reading this the, the script of the, the movie, because he, uh, when he's reporting, he's just looking directly at this... this uh, notepad the entire time and so it was taking me out of it the entire time um he was doing this this reporting segments um so the character development on them on that was really flat and they they it was once again they just glossed over it very quickly um the world building was very odd they they he has this girlfriend that is in corporate and uh they really kind of are on two different schedules they're on two different planets basically but they somehow love each other and we don't really see much character development between each other between them um at the beginning and so when uh eddie brock loses uh loses his fiance annie um there's there's no when when Eddie is losing his job, when Eddie is losing Annie, we don't feel anything for him. I feel like I don't, as a as a person, I didn't understand who he was as an individual, so I never really could uh, quite connect with him. So we spend 30 to 40 minutes of the movie without Venom, and it 
it, that's where it, I, I think it's without, it's about 30 to 40 minutes without Venom. Um, and we're doing this, what should be plot building, but we are doing this terrible edit of Eddie losing his shit, um, him going around uh, the city, uh, giving his money away, uh, saying he's broke to homeless people, but seeing uh, his favorite sandwich shop get uh, robbed or his favorite convenience store get robbed. And you think he's going to do something about it, but you know once he gets the, the suit, he's going to go do something about it. So we're like, okay, we want to get to it. It is like 20 to 30 minutes in, and we're like, still haven't seen Venom do much other than transfer bodies. Um for all these different symbiotes transfer bodies and obviously just like the 2003s just like in the 1990s movies it's it's the spiraling of you know the the superhero into madness or you know him finding his powers while interchanging editing with you know going flashing back and forth with uh the bad guys and then you know testing bad guy stuff and uh Riz Ahmed is He's a good actor. I've seen him in uh, The Night Of, and so I uh, give him some something to fucking do. I mean, it felt like he was just sleepwalking through this, and it's not... I don't know where the fault is, at, at, again, because I know that Tom Hardy, and I know Riz Ahmed, and I know Michelle Williams... I felt like Michelle Williams was one of the best characters. Riz Ahmed is so flat... J- Jenny Slate and and, uh, Michelle Williams were the most interesting characters, in my opinion, and maybe Venom, I guess. Um, But we get no character. We hardly understand um, this guy's motivation. We get like one or two lines of explanation of him basically being super successful and being like the youngest. uh, uh, He's supposed to be like an Elon Musk kind of stand in. for the world um so he's you see that he's he's clearly got no uh no no heart he doesn't care about humans he's um he's fucking crazy and uh having the side character Jenny Slate there to unravel and help Eddie Brock go through it was good, but first the introduction is completely edited out. I know there's supposed to some sort of... we. This movie is probably a three and a half hour movie and it's, I don't know, cut down to hour and 50 minutes, but it seriously feels so jarring when you're getting whiplashed around into... Um, from the bad guy's lair all the way back to Eddie Brock with his girlfriend, back to the bad guy's lair, back to Eddie Eddie Brock um, meeting uh, Jenny Slate, back to the bad guys. I, I mean, there's... Probably sound like I'm going off a little bit. I sort of am. I don't know. But I don't know how so many people let this go by. And... How, how many test test screenings they saw, how many uh, people that were responsible for letting this go. But I'm the introduction to Jenny Slate is completely dismissed. All of a sudden, that's how we get Tom Hardy into the, uh, Eddie Brock into the uh, facility. And there's, there's no thinking behind it. Like, of course she's going to get caught. She's going to have cameras on her in one of the most secure facilities that she works in. She doesn't think she's, there's cameras in there. And, uh, 
it feels like the people that made the movie just were half halfway thinking. Um, they didn't think they were like, okay, so this guy can afford rockets, but you know, there's obviously no prep time for a rocket. So, um, uh, <laughs> it is just an amalgamation of a mess. Let me get a little bit into the character development and what what happened there. The character development between Eddie, Eddie Brock and Venom in this movie is just almost non-existent. I mean, it's just him talking to this thing, this figment in his head, and he's just so nonchalant about it. I feel like the majority of the movie, he is so nonchalant about having this voice and this other entity in his body. And... It really shows me how the movie Upgrade early, that came out earlier this year did such a better job of uh, separating these two entities as uh, individuals and were actually understanding. It, Upgrade <clears throat> earlier this year um, uh, is very similar to um, Venom. First of all, uh, the two character, two main leads look exactly alike. Tom Hardy and Logan Green, Logan Marshall Green, look exactly alike. But Logan Marshall Green in Upgrade, um, the way he's having to interact with the, uh, I think it's Stim, is the uh, Venom character in that movie. Um, Stim takes over his bot, is taking over his body, and the way he's acting is just is crazy. Um, it's actually as if something's taking over his body and Tom Hardy is acting as if he's on drugs. Um, he's sweating everywhere. He's trying to eat everything. I mean, the way they, they, um, they show venom needing sus substance is he's like, I'm hungry. I mean, the first 20 minutes of venom being inside, um, taking over Eddie Brock's body is him saying I'm hungry and maybe one or an action scene and a half and 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 the co comedy slapstick hour with him jumping in the lobster cage with his uh, girlfriend and his uh, and her boyfriend his ex-girlfriend and her boyfriend and that that lobster scene is something out of like a 1980s 1990s bullshit comedy hour it was so left field, I even knew it was going to be in there, and I was still pissed off that it was in there. Him saying he's hungry, he's acting like a fucking animal. Um, I don't know, it's it's kind of outdated humor. I don't, wh why was this passed? Why was this accepted as uh, socially, why, why, why was this accepted in the, uh, I don't know, the boardroom that is clearing this. Because this is such bullshit. The writing's terrible. The the tone is everywhere. It, uh... I was just sitting there steaming the entire time. I, I'm, I'm gonna try to find somebody that, um, really did like the movie so I can get their opinion to so they can combat what I'm saying. But until then, this is, this is what we're doing right now. Uh, I'm just like, what the fuck was that? Um... So yeah, the the character development between um, Tom uh, Eddie Brock and um, Venom almost was non-existent until the very last scene. There's a scene at the very end where he's trying to explain to Venom, uh, you know, that you, you know you can't go around eating people's heads. And so I don't know who the why why Alan and Marion whoever whoever they were the editors 
decided to put the 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 character development scene between them two at the very end of the movie that needs to be in in the second act before he's jumping in a, in a in to get lobsters and and he's not just eating and getting sick around his his apartment eating half of his apartment and getting sick around it i was uh i was jarred by the by the storytelling in this i was it's just what in the fuck um so yeah we we get i the moral of the story relatively or we get the the real character development toward the end and so it's it's all over the place the the uh I, I did like how he, um, let me say some things I did like. I feel like I've been going on for 20 minutes about, uh, things I didn't like. Things I did like. Um, once the action started getting going, uh, once he, he was whooping guy's ass in the apartment, I thought that was pretty cool. Uh, it's a little bit hard to see at some points, but I mean, it's, it's, it's a kick-ass scene. It, it very much uh, is reminiscent of the Upgrade movie. Um, as I was talking about earlier, definitely see that if you hadn't seen it. We also podcasted it. Um, the the thing about the upgrade um, statue is it's a rated R movie, and this is not. And so when people are getting stabbed, when things are happening, blood's not going anywhere. People are essentially okay unless they're getting their head eaten off or, you know, that type of thing. Um, but it, it's, it's never bloody in my opinion. But I, I mean, I never saw any blood. Um, let me see <clears throat> the, uh, the, the part in upgrade that really determines, I think that makes it a little bit better is the camera work. The camera work in this, uh, is very okay. I mean, it's, uh, I, I wasn't going to outright say it was terrible, but, um, during the action scenes, um, whether people are driving really fast or he's going down a motor, he's driving on a motorcycle. Um, I mean, the motorcycle chase is kind of cool. I mean, there's one or two cool scenes, but it's not extremely memorable. The, the actual texture of, uh, Venom just, re uh, reminded me of, uh, just it looks like computer graphics to me and it, it just looks uh, the entire time whether Riz Ahmed was looking at it through a tube or or if it was um trav if it was going on um glass or something like that the actual venom gooiness just looked very I don't know computer generated to me and uh I don't know there was only one or two scenes where it was really reminiscent for me I would say during the final fight with uh, Riz Ahmed's character becoming um, infused with it and uh, Eddie Brock, um, uh, the, their final fight, first of all, it's almost incomprehensible what is going on. I, I, I hate this third act. Um, there is, it's almost impossible to see what's going on. It's, it's very much like the Transformer Syndrome where it's too much... Uh, CGI and it's all just going way too fast and um, you could stop frame by frame and you you'd have to get a full-on detective to figure out what the fuck is going on <laughs> um, but uh, 
Yeah, the um, the final scene has about one memorable frame, I would say, and it's when they're uh, Riz Ahmed and Eddie Brock are both fighting in they have this the, as in the suits, I guess. Venom is fighting, um, and the suits are being peeled off of them as they're going at each other, and um, it, it's just a really really cool scene, but. Uh, other than that, I thought the very final scene was almost incomprehensible. Um, Michelle Williams, her, the way she turns a heel of, I don't know, turns on a dime and all of a sudden she's on Eddie's side, um, doesn't make sense. I, I didn't really talk about their the breakup at the beginning, but first of all, the breakup at the beginning, um, Eddie Brock is snooping through emails and stuff like that oh dude dude don't be doing that don't be going through confidential emails and don't be going through any emails don't don't be doing that and that ended up costing her job and so she should not be hanging out with him at the very end because of this i agree that i mean i i like that they're on good terms and she but she has a boyfriend but i mean eddie brock is an arrogant ass and uh I don't know. I I never liked them before they were together, and I didn't like them when they were after together. And I honestly just liked uh, Venom the entire time. Um, but yeah, the way Michelle Williams is is so receptive to having Venom as a part person, it doesn't even make sense to me. First of all, she acknowledges that he's there, which I'm not really sure that should be a thing. I know that she's taken over by him at one point, and she. She attacks people while while wearing the suit, but uh, it it doesn't make sense to me. Just because of the editing, it seems that they probably took out twenty minutes of maybe her dis her figuring out what the suit is and what Venom is. Um, but once again, Sony, whoever the writers, whoever the hell made this, they decided not to give any explanation of. Why is his name Venom? Where did he come from? What I mean, she, he says there's millions of of them, but are there really? Um, um, mo the motivation was basically just to consume or be consumed. That that for for the uh, Venom character, I just didn't feel like that entity was uh, established very well. I don't know. It just was not my uh, not my forte. Uh, well, not not that it wasn't my forte, but it wasn't. It was just there because they had they were like, oh, we got venom. We, it's got to have some something to do. It's it just felt like a cash grab is basically what it felt like. So yeah, ultimately, and uh, the, the, there's a actually there's a a stinger at the end. We can talk about that too. <laughs> the uh, the stinger at the end uh, is Eddie Brock going to interview um, what's his face, uh, Woody Harrelson's character, who is playing a red haired Carnage, and honestly, people were mixed feeling had mixed feelings on it. I think I would have rather have had Woody Harrelson. As the bad guy in this movie. I mean, nothing against Riz Ahmed, but I felt like I didn't like any of the main main leads besides uh, Michelle uh, 
William's character and Jenny Slate's character, um, Anne and Dr. Doroth Skirth. Um, yeah, I was just really, mm, I don't know, just underwhelmed, honestly, underwhelmed. So, um, anything else? I, I, I really, I really had to beat, beat the, beat a dead horse on that one. <laughs> um, sorry. I, if I didn't say it now, then I wouldn't get it all, um, out on the table. So let me think of anything else we need to cover. Um, I think we got the majority of it, honestly. Um, we do have some other podcasts that we have recently dropped. I'll, I'll let you know what we're doing, um, what we've dropped, what, what's been coming up, and uh, what we got coming up, sorry. Um, recently covered the Lil Wayne, the Carter Five album review. The new Maniac, Netflix original. Succession on HBO. The new indie movie featuring John Cho, Searching. The new Nicolas Cage movie, Mandy. That shit was crazy. Y'all seen that? That shit was crazy. Um, before we go, I do want to go on the Twitter feed and see what is going on with um, Venom, hashtag Venom on uh, Twitter. Let us know what you think about it on Lucky Dog Podcast at Twitter. Not know the. Okay, so. Oh, damn. The uh, the Rotten Tomato score is down to 28, I believe. That is not good. <laughs> I am curious what people think if uh, they do like the Sam Raimi um, Venom take or do they prefer this Venom take? Um, I thought the ultimate Venom on, I mean, the Venom on the Sam Raimi, I, I, I think I do like Topher Grace's Venom. I mean, we understand his character, characterization, we understand his motive, we, we see and understand him so much more clear, clearly, I believe. Um, Sam Raimi really did a great job. Um, hashtag Venom is just another example of why you should never trust movie critics. I just saw it last night and thought it was great. Oh, wow. So, this person is obviously for it. Um, let's see. Guys, hashtag Venom was absolutely incredible. This film was everything that I wanted in film. Venom story relationship between Eddie, Venom, and action. Guys, fuck critics, that's all I gotta say. Would easily give Venom a solid 5 out of 5. Guys, Venom is worth seeing a 100 times. Wow. And that is at Reese Lively. Um, I don't know about all that. Um, let's see. I don't know. A lot of people are agreeing with them, so. Let's see. Let's see. Um, anything else? Anything else? <clears throat> Comicbook.com. Critics might not like Venom, but audiences are eating it up. Hmm. This might be an audience movie. It might not be a critic. I'm, am I a critic now? I thought I, I thought I was an audience member. I, I, I don't understand. Um, let's see. Hmm. Hashtag Venom. Here, who is this? At Dual Queen Lucy. 
Hashtag Venom is a flawed yet enjoyable popcorn film. The script is rather dated and the special effects a visual mess. As someone who has read many Venom comics, the Eddie character is good. However, the Venom, eh, not so much. 6 out of 10, slightly above average. That's pretty good from at Dual Queen Lucy. Um, I, I would have to agree with pretty much all of that. I, I mean, the visual effects were not that... They, they were not anything to run home and tell your mom about. Um, not that many people do that. I mean, unless they're visual effects artists or something like that. Uh, yeah, I, I would probably give this a 6 out of 10. Just because I if it wasn't Tom Hardy, I don't think it would be much better. Um, this is probably the Green Lantern of this year, um, some people say. At Theoretical, just watched... Venom. Tom Hardy was great as always. Venom looks sick. Not sure about lots of storyline and the lame bad guy. Needed more Venom in it too, but an enjoyable watch. Hashtag 31 Days of Halloween. Hmm, so I wonder if this is going to feed off the Halloween buzz. Alright, well, uh, I think, uh, some people are really feeling it, some people not so much. Um, yeah, I, you got my you got my take on it. Um, I'm, I think, my ultimate feeling, would we want to see this again? I think there's a lot of good concepts. There's a lot of good ideas. I think we can take some of it and we should scrap the rest. Um, let's give Tom Hardy one more try. Um, I don't. I don't think it's necessarily his fault that the majority of it is flat in my opinion um but i would like to see this in a better movie i mean spider-man 1 was a pretty good movie but spider-man 2 improved on it in every way possible so what if we could do you know venom the first ones but we really see what works and what doesn't work and we take a better approach to it in the second one. Um, we have we, we really got to decide on what this this buddy cop quote unquote buddy cop um, movie Jekyll and Hyde alter ego kind of the deal is um, between uh, Eddie Brock and Venom. Um, it's not quite as defined and, and as cut clear cut as uh, someone like. Um, um, Deadpool. I feel like Deadpool's character is so much better defined than Eddie Brock, and that's what this needs to do. This needs to define the character. This has they have they have some game pieces laid out. They just need to be able to put them in the right places to play them correctly. So ultimately, I would like to see another one. Um, let's just improve on it. If it's any worse, I just I, honestly I could walk. I, I could have walked out. So. It just, it can't be any worse than this. Um, so, yeah. All right, y'all. Rate, share, subscribe. Lucky Dog Podcast. Check us out. iPhone, Android. All the good applications, you know, that have podcasts and whatnot. So, until then, take it easy. That power, it's not completely awful. You have no idea how much you're scaring me right now. Eddie, cooperate. And you just might survive. 
Guys, you do not want to do this, trust me. Giant leaps will always come at a cost.